Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres are back at Petco getting ready for their first of three against the Marlins. And we'll be talking about that series and also looking for ways to compliment our host, Mike Janella. It's not an episode of Padres Social Hour if Mike Janella doesn't pat himself on the back. That is 100% true. Alongside Mike, it's Randy Jones, who knows that complimenting yourself is not easy work. That's confidence, gentlemen. That's a veteran move. That's a veteran move. That's confidence in, in your stuff. And rounding out the crew, it's Mike Grace, who would actually prefer not to compliment the host of the program. You need a, a swift kick in the pants every once in a while. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Mike Grace. Happy Monday! Welcome to Padre Social Hour. The Padres are back home, and I evidently need to be careful tooting my own horn with Swift Kick and Mike Grace here. It's coming. Yeah, he's got the lace, the shoes laced up. Wow, and that's RJ's right. And RJ's got the boots on as usual. It's a beautiful day as the Padres come back for a, a seven-game homestand. Yeah. Two teams we won't see the rest of the year. The Marlins are in town and the Nationals, so... Fun week, a little bit different than the, the Rockies, Giants, you know, that we got into yeah. a bit of a run over well, and over. Another division of two teams that are playing pretty good baseball, though, too. So It is. It's, a, it's, it's a weird uh, mirror image of the NL West. You've got the Nationals and the Mets up top. Like, you have the Dodgers and the Giants. The Marlins are kind of that Rockies mode there in the middle. And then you've got the Phillies and the Braves, much like the Diamondbacks and the Padres kind of at the basement jockeying back and forth. So, yeah, interesting. Like, looking yeah. in the mirror a little bit. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good history against the Marlins, though, recently for the right. Padres. So, th- yeah. that's nice to see. Hopefully that does continue. Well, we've got a lot planned for today. Christian Friedrich, who threw a great game yesterday for the Padres, uh, planning on having him stopping by here in a little bit, so we're hoping to catch up with him. Uh, Nick Canepa will be calling in to give his weekly report card. It is Monday, so we're going to be getting his grades. We also have our Tweet of the Week. We started that last week. We gather all the fun tweets you guys send us throughout the course of the week, and give out a little unofficial award, so unofficial stay tuned for that. Award. Yeah, because we don't have any actual <coughs> thing to you'll give. You'll get nothing, but you'll like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well put. 100%. Uh, to get yourself in the running and to talk about anything you'd like during today's show, use hashtag PadresSH. You can also jump on the conversation happening live at Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, a couple tweets I want to get to that I had uh, teed up from before the show already. Uh, Ethan B., who I don't see right now, but he tweeted at us earlier, are we allowed to, like, watch live because that'd be sick and Ethan Ooh. was here I saw him but now he's gone of course yeah anytime you want to come down and watch and catch a ball game why not yeah Randy's not going to kick you out you may no. even get assigned assigned something if you yeah, play throw something right. at you yeah. he'll make you take something signed <laughs> or that yeah uh, and then Monica was tweeting at this at us says uh, my mom's a big fan of Padres social hour I like it so I like that we're getting some some good vibes coming in here very nice so uh, whether you want to be nice or mean to us we'll take it any kind of attention we like. Hashtag Padres SH. All right, let's talk about yesterday. Uh, and obviously, we'll get, the, we'll get the bad out of the way first. The loss, certainly. Now, uh, you've heard the numbers, I'm sure, by this point, or you've read them. 1-20 in, in series finales. 3-18 in day games. That's the most losses in the majors. Wow. 0-10 oh on Sundays. That was the big one. And I, I put a tweet out yesterday. Who wins more Sundays the rest of the year, the Chargers or the Padres? I <laughs> saw that. 75-25 in favor of the Chargers. I mean, things are, uh, are not good. What's there's no what's answer. the deal? There's, There's no answer to this. It's just a year of, 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 of it's just quirky. I, there's no reason, no rhyme or reason for it. You got a bunch of guys that aren't morning guys. You know, they don't wake up on the right side of the bed. They need a, a little extra time to, to get mean, their day you'd going. Think maybe by accident, you do know. something. 
Well, it will be interesting. A lot of these things equal out over the course of a baseball season to see if that actually happens this year. But, I mean, you know. We're it, getting it, almost it, to the halfway point. Yeah, well, At some yeah. point, well, it's not going to equalize anymore. When you start like this, I don't know if it's going to equal out. Better hurry. No, I mean, in, in years past, the Padres have been very good on day games. You know, just and I think most of those things are completely random. So, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, th- I've heard some theories that – uh, different lineups on the series finale, you know, maybe a, an extra guy will get a day of rest. Now, I don't feel like that's the case for the Padres. I feel like Andy Green throws the same lineup out there pretty much every day. I agree. Uh, whether it's the end of a series or not, but a lot of other teams do, so maybe there's uh, something with the preparation. You don't have as much film on a guy or something like that. I don't know. It's just so bizarre. Well, what Bob Scanlon has said on this show, and you've disagreed with this. You guys have never been on this uh, show together discussing this, but he thinks that it is the extra scouting. He used to love, by the last game of a series, you have a book on some people, you think not that big of a deal. That's TMI. You, got the, you have the book the first <laughs> game, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, We're not reinventing you, the wheel once here. Once you see a person in You got in nine person. hours of video on every pitcher and every hitter in the world. So it's Good. not a scouting issue. No. Is it a daytime thing? Because their numbers yep. in the daytime are really it'd, bad. It'd, it'd be a daytime thing where, you know, maybe you got a lot of guys that don't like getting up in the morning. They like to, they like to sleep in until 10 or 11 o'clock. You know, did, it, did anything matter for you, day, night? Did no, you care? I didn't nothing, care. nothing affected Let's you. Play. Hot, cold. No, didn't care about anything. Just Get play. out there. Well, <laughs> I also I teased on Twitter earlier today that I was going to make a big announcement regarding my face, <laughs> and it's in regards to this Sunday record. So I've decided after watching the Stanley Cup playoffs last night, they're now over. I love the thing of a playoff beard. I'm gonna try and flip it. I haven't shaved already in two days. I'm now not shaving until the Padres win on a Sunday. Wow. How do you like that? Gee. Wow. Me either. We'll be doing the show with Moses. Yeah, blooper. Well, we <laughs> saw Blooper. <laughs> We've seen Bill Blooper. is going to be very he, unhappy. <laughs> he shaved during spring training. <laughs> Didn't not look doing, great. Not, not yeah, doing it The again. reviews weren't not. the best. Uh, clean shaven is my look. I don't look good with the beard. I can only grow it a little bit above the uh, jawline. I don't get the full beard. So it's kind of like a weird half face. So I'm imploring the Padres to, on this Sunday, it's against the Nationals, Maybe I should have waited till after the first place team in the NL East left town to do this, but I want to try and inspire these guys. So uh, get used to it. The scruff's only going to be coming in stronger for the week. So at least whoever, whoever week. starts tomorrow starts on Sunday. Is that right? Or is it the Wednesday uh, starter? No, it should be. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So yeah, whoever starts tomorrow would be Sunday. All right. So what do we got? Pomerantz tomorrow? Uh, I think yeah. so, right? Yeah. All so, right. All right. So, so it's, it's picking up, up right. in my favor. Yeah, definitely. Things are looking up He's acting like he didn't think about this yeah. and planned it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really it out, man. So we'll see. So we'll be growing a, a reverse playoff beard uh, for the remainder of the week. Uh, and the man who yesterday gave the Padres at least a chance to win, he's in the studio now. I see him. Christian Friedrich is here. So we're going to step aside here for a second, and when we come back, talk to him about the, uh, the great season he's been having for the Padres so far. So don't go far. Uh, we got these knock-around sunglasses that are here on set. Uh, I've been modeling them because these are awesome, and you'll get a chance to have a pair of your very own if you come to Beer Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, this Friday. It's June 17th before the Padres face those nationals at 740. Don't miss the live music and $5 beers from a variety of breweries. The first 25,000 fans in attendance will receive a pair of Padres knock-around sunglasses that I just referenced, presented by Knockaround. Get your tickets today at Padres.com party. When we come back on a beautiful Monday here at Petco, Christian Friedrich will join us on Uncle Far. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Padres and Marlins tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Colin Ray against Wei Yin Chen. 
But before we get to uh, tonight's action, want to get back to yesterday and a man who tossed a gem yesterday. Tossed a lot of gems out here today, this year I should say. Christian Friedrich, welcome to the show. How you doing? Real good. Thanks for having me. Ah, thanks for swinging by. Uh, a good game yesterday and against your old club and your old stomping grounds. <laughs> I mean, it must have felt nice to go stick it to the guys that let you go this offseason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was fun to have some success in that park. Definitely hadn't treated me well in the past, but uh, every opportunity I'm, I'm happy to take, take the ball. But, yeah, definitely uh, helped out against those guys. You've really been doing well, though, Christian. You know, the good breaking ball again, especially in Colorado. Mm -hmm. You know, nice late break to it. You know, not, not overly large all the time, in which, mm -hmm. which I really do like. And, you know, what I've been impressed about is, you know, getting to that third time through the lineup, uh, you're kind of enjoying that cat and mouse game, I think, mm -hmm. aren't you? Oh, definitely. That's probably the, my favorite part about starting yeah. is uh, getting through that lineup the third time. They've seen everything that you got. You know, they're, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to finally get a piece of you because usually if it's the third time through, you're, you're having some success. So uh, definitely enjoy the starting part. You know, I just want you to know for the record, yesterday watching the game, you know, that ball three pitch, you know, you can call that a strike. You can call that a strike <laughs> if you want to. I just want you to know how much I was howling at the TV. Yeah, come on. You follow lefties. You well, guys stick together, right? Yeah, you know what that's it's a, like. That's a good pitch. I mean, come on. You've got to be kidding me. How Obviously, you guys didn't come away with the W, and I'll save you the trouble of having to say that's the most important thing because we know that already. But mm. did you go out there with a little chip on your shoulder maybe to try and prove to some people in the other dugout how you've been improving and what kind of season you've been having here for the Padres? Uh, definitely a little bit. You know, that game had been in my mind as soon as the, the last start ended. I mean, that's what we do as starters. But uh, – Definitely had that one circled on the calendar as soon as we started making some starts. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to, to go compete against, you know, former roommates, teammates, you know, lifelong friends, and uh, kind of show them what you got. Well, also, like I mentioned, though, you're facing guys that really never faced you. You were a teammate. Yeah, I was. They a, hadn't faced you on no, the round. No, brand new guy, so it was like a rookie. <laughs> so it was really good. I <laughs> like that. I, I like admitting that, though, because a lot of guys will say, like, no, it's just another team, another game. But, I mean, we're all humans. If it was me in that position, I'd be stoked to face my whole team. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you admitted that. Cause, yeah. Uh, to me, I, I mean, you, I'm sure – we're kind of the same way? Yes. Well, you always when you are. face the Padres? Well, you, you try to use it, you know, whatever you can to motivate yourself every right. start. And that's got to be a little added, you know, incentive to you to, exactly. you know. Whatever little incentive you can yeah. grab onto, you try to use. Now, we were just talking before you came on about the struggles on these Sundays and these day games that the team's having. Uh, from the inside of the clubhouse, is there any, I mean, are you guys aware of this, like this weirdness of just the struggles that you have on certain days of the week or times of the day? Or is there anything to that from the inside? Uh, we definitely notice the getaway days because that's where right. we like to enjoy our flights a little bit more. So we've been trying to say, uh, try to get those wins on the getaway days. But uh, hadn't noticed what, you know, if it's a day game or night game where we've been struggling, mostly just trying to keep our head down and take it one game at a time. Now, on the whole, though, you have been having a great season. And after the offseason you had and the struggles that you've mentioned you had in Colorado, when I'm thinking, if I'm in your shoes, I'm thinking, finally, like it's all coming together. It's all clicking. Is that kind of what you're feeling in your shoes, too? Yeah, it's, it's nice to have the results favor you a little bit, but uh, definitely focusing on the process. You know, the ball could just as easily roll the other way. And uh, just happy to be here in San Diego, get to use all my breaking pitches, have some consistency with them. You know, I'm not saying in Colorado it's uh, harder, but definitely it doesn't have as much tilt you on the You can say it. Ball. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no problem with that, but, uh, but also it's that – Every fifth day, too, getting the opportunity, mm -hmm. getting the baseball, you know, working with Darren Balls a little bit and, and preparing for your next start, knowing exactly what your schedule is. Right. And I think that's really helped you because you've been really consistent, you know, down in the zone, throwing strikes, 
you know, for the most part, you've done a good job doing that. Uh, too kind to say, but yeah, it's, you have. it's been uh, a lot of, the game plan's been a lot of fun, you're right, with Darren Balls and uh, having Dino catching me back there. I feel like our game plans have been solid and it's, it's fun just uh, to mix and match, changing eye levels, go in and out and, uh, you know, trying to get those four pitch mix in. Yeah, you, know, you and Dino, you're, you're thinking along the same lines a lot of times, you know, when you get out there with your catcher and mm-hmm. maybe you're thinking, yeah, last time I threw a fastball away, we should really throw him a breaking ball down and in. Mm-hmm. And then Dino will call it. Yeah, you already got it gripped and it's just, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, there's no, there's nothing running. better than that, man. That's when, yeah, when you're that clicking, you're fun. That's a rolling. fun moment, yeah. yeah. Um, it, I mean, you mentioned that, uh, both of you, in terms of getting on the same page in a new place and working with Darren Balsley. A lot of people, for a lot of players, always talk about maybe a change of scenery will do someone good. Besides the obvious of going from pitching in Coors Field to pitching here at Petco, what else about changing teams can be an advantage from a new pitching coach to, to whatever else you're working on? What, what do people not realize that maybe works in your favor when you show up somewhere new? Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, first impressions. You know, they knew me from when I was 20 years old, and, you know, I've definitely done some silly things. And, uh I feel like everything's kind of come together a little bit. I, I know my routine and my process, so they see me for what I am right now. And with you know each new opportunity, you kind of try to take advantage of you know everyone that comes by. Is there certain things though? Did you tweak a couple of little things? I'm not talking about major changes in right. in what you do, but I think working with Darren might have been a couple of little tweaks that make you a little more consistent. Yeah, definitely. And 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 Darren doesn't try to make big changes. He right. tries to make you know the best version of you, which really gives yourself confidence and allows you to go out there and you know just throw the ball you're always you know used to throwing. And so I think we uh, we definitely picked up my tempo a little bit. They. Uh, said the quicker I get it going, the easier the ball's going to get out of my hand. Everything's going to look the same. And as soon as we did that, I mean, my misses went from, you know, those arm side ones up and away to those small little box ones where you can deal with. Yeah. You don't get to think as much is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, yeah, I, know, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. I used to work really fast. I, there's no thinking. I'm going to no. give me the ball. Put the, put the sign down. Little, let's go. A little yeah. muscle memory, you know, let's yeah. just let it happen. Exactly. You're thinking you're stinking. It's, it's too yeah. much time to start second <laughs> oh, guessing yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. when it gets ugly, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're telling me. <laughs> um, what, what's left for you to work on? Obviously, you're doing some these small tweaks that have already borne some fruit, but what are you still trying to focus on to get yourself to that next level and keep this consistent for the whole year uh definitely staying aggressive in the zone there's definitely times during the game where i I get myself into bad counts and you know parts of the game where we might have the lead or or we just had a a good inning in the dugout and you want to get the boys back in quick so staying definitely aggressive in the zone and uh probably working in my change up a lot more i've I've been kind of mixing just three pitches right now and definitely look forward to you know using the off-speed setter right now yeah and it always like for me i always motivated you know on a four-day rotation but didn't matter. There's always something that I, I wanted to work on my next bullpen. Yes. I don't care how well I pitched the time before. Mm-hmm. There was always something I was kind of unhappy with that I wanted to work on. And I'd focus on that a little bit. Yeah. Are you about the same way? As yeah. Every, every bullpen, I mean, I feel like it's my changeup every single day. I probably play, I don't know how many throws, maybe 100 throws a day. And mm-hmm. out of those throws, 80 are with changeups, just trying to get this thing down. <laughs> Man, that's a lot. So, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, yeah, even, it's uh, always trying to find something yeah, to, to I, work I, on. I, I even tell young kids that I work with, and I'll teach them the changeup. And I look at them and go, listen, if you haven't thrown this 500 times in practice, don't tell me it doesn't work. 
Right. That's the first time I tell the little kids. <laughs> Don't even come back and try to tell me. Yeah, not, it sounds like a tough pitch. Sounds like a tough RJ pitching uh, school. What, yeah. <laughs> it's what you have to do. He's, he's talking about maybe doing it a thousand times before he's going to get comfortable with it. And I understand. Exactly. I get well, it. You got a, a big offense coming in the Nationals your next turn around. So good luck. Hope that bullpen uh, bears some fruit moving forward and keep up the good work, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks nice for having me, guys. Thank fun. you, Lefty. Yeah. Awesome. Good to see you. Christian Friedrich stopping by here on set. Thanks again, man. We appreciate it. Domingo's Padres presented by T-Mobile returns on Sunday. That's June 19th before the Padres take on those Nationals at 140. Discover Baja and Sample Eats inspired from Ensenada, Tijuana, Rosarito, and more. Check out the live entertainment and don't miss the family-friendly Kids Fest activities. Get tickets at Padres.com slash Domingo's Padres. The tweets are flying in. We've had a lot of people watching today. I'd like to see that. Find out what you have to say when we come back on Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. We're back. Thanks again to Christian Friedrich for popping on in. And now Mike Grace is back. Rank Woo. Jones. Uh, I'm happy for him because he's a guy, first-round draft pick, 2008. A lot of issues with the injuries and the struggles in finding a spot in Colorado. Gets released. The Angels pick him up this offseason. They say we don't like his medicals. Back to the Rockies. Rockies say we don't want you. Kick him to the curb. Padres pick him up. And now here he is, a 2-1-2 ERA and, and looking really good. Yeah, he's really throwing the baseball a lot better and consistent. And that, yeah, that's what you notice first, is, you know, in the strike zone and making good quality pitches. Yeah, and he, he had to deal with that goofy uh, rotation they had going up there with the 75-pitch pitch, pitch oh, counts that, that and all that insane, stuff. I mean, man. It, when you yeah. go pitching a certain way your whole life and then they drop that on you, I mean, you know, I give them credit for experimenting because nothing has gone right for them on the pitching side, but obviously it didn't. And, I mean, you have to reevaluate the pitchers you put in that situation and maybe not make a snap judgment. Looks looks like they may have done that. Yeah, Pomeranz, too, he was part of that uh, those yep. lab experiments – gone wrong and now that he and Friedrich are both kind of free look at the production yeah, they're, they're doing it's been great, great. Um, all right a couple tweets coming in and again jump in on the conversation using hashtag Padres SH uh, we mentioned earlier you know you ever hear in person come on and say hi so Steve not tweets in he's coming down Saturday from Las Vegas oh wow Whoa. making a trip and uh, coming to check us out and some baseball so yeah come say hi Steve uh, I announced earlier that I'm not shaving until the Padres win on a Sunday that's the thing I'm doing in solidarity with them until they turn this thing around. Uh, Brent tweeting in, you're old enough to grow facial hair? Couldn't tell that you haven't shaved yet. Aww. I have a baby face, but, I mean, you guys are here up close and personal. There's a little bit of scruff after a couple and days. And actually, I don't, think it's gonna be, I don't think it's actually going to look that bad. So I was going to say you should, go, you. you should go mustache. But, uh, some people were say, guessing because, that on Twitter that's earlier. that's way more harsh. No, the, that. The mustache is bad. Then, then when you go see Frozen by yourself, then it's really <laughs> weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's a conversation we had <laughs> off the air about uh, me. Yeah, we're not going to get into it. I think by um, sa if Saturday, if I can just walk you, you know, through the dugout and the guys see how you look. That'll inspire them That'll to find a win. That'll inspire them to win so you can shave. There's Good. a lot of bad beards on this team, so I think they're going to be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a while to right. go. Oh, we got my camera. You missed my beard camera. All right, oh. so here we go. You get a little beard bit of scruff. Camera. Yeah. The problem is, if you're watching, I only grow it to like right here. I don't get that full cheek beard. So no, I have the exact. I weird. have almost the same beard, except my hair is much lighter than yours. So you have that advantage. Yeah, mine will look very gross for the next few days as it comes in. <laughs> so it's, it'll be at least until Sunday. So check that out. Uh, Jellyman tweeting in about this whole, you know, talking about how they can't finish series finales or they win on Sundays and stuff. He says, "Quit analyzing the series and losses. It's a curse." Move on. So I guess there is no analyzation. Call it what you will. The curse of the, of the getaway man. days. Yeah. It was interesting, though, hearing Friedrich talk about that, how maybe the Sundays, the day games, you don't get it. But 
once you start making enough plane rides and every single plane ride yes. is a sad and a quiet one, yeah. you do start to notice I mean, that, that, I that, that, that getaway day is, is a big thing. You've got a flight or wherever you're going to be going, and it's a lot better flight when you win. So I you would know, imagine they got, they got so. to take advantage of that. That's not, that's not good, you know, getaway days. Uh-uh. No. Sad flights. Um, all right. And now time for our tweet of the week. We debuted this last week. We're going to try and get the funniest, most insightful, most thoughtful, whatever tweet from the past week and share it again. Now, last week we had uh, Snoop Dogg and Mark Paul Gosler on the show. Snoop Dogg, obviously an icon, a legend. Mark Paul Gosler of Zach Morris fame. We had people were here packed. Blooper. I mean, how deep packed. were these were the, were the rows of Most people. Most I've ever seen. People loved it. And everyone tweeting at us, this was a great episode. Loved seeing the celebrities come on. It was hilarious. Bill Center and Snoop. And then we get, uh, we get no nonsense here from Cranky Ed. Nice. Saying, glad I missed the show. Never interested in entertainers on a baseball show. Randy, Rick you were Rick on when he tweeted that us live. Yeah. Yeah, hello. Come on, Rick Ed. Rick no, I like it. Ed. Hello. It's perfect. Mike, you're, Come on. you're with me on this. It's a long baseball season. You get someone like Snoop Dogg in, that's, that's newsworthy. I, I, I'm absolutely on your side, but I, Ed can do no wrong for yeah. me, so <laughs> but I'm see, good I, with it. You, being of the, of the older nature, I, I get cranky, Ed. I get it. I get it. So you understand. Sure. Well, we're going oh. we're gonna to hopefully have – I mean, you, you couldn't replicate that kind of gold chemistry between Bill Center and Snoop Dogg, you know, talking Padres no, baseball. No. So yeah. if that's what it takes, I mean, we'll, we'll get the celebrities on of as they the pass the older nature. Through. That's what I said. Break bread or fake dead, bro. Of the old, yeah, exactly. Hello. Um, all right. So uh, thanks to Ed. And, uh, yeah, again, Hello. tweet us. Hashtag PodchaseSH. Hey, Look, have you ever been knocked down? By what? By a pitch. <laughs> That's baseball no. that he's holding right now in his Cy Young winning yeah. left hand. Can pipe. I face you one day? Just pipe down one day. You're going to get knocked Sorry. down here in about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. No blooper Even fam, though you're no from the mic. older nature? Yeah. <laughs> I can throw just hard enough to get you to say ow. <laughs> still, still got it. I'd love that, to see that. That will not take much. I'd love to see that. We did the Bartolo you Cologne love, race. You'd love to see that. And I'd that. love to see that with my scraggly beard watching Randy <laughs> pitch a blooper uh, in the box. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, <laughs> about the series that's about to begin. Uh, the Marlins are in town, and Ichiro's here. And uh, talking with Padres PR department, they've credentialed more than 50 members of the Japanese media who are here because Ichiro is only four hits away from combining his Japanese hits and his Major League Baseball hits of catching Pete Rose for the all-time hits record. He's starting tonight, too. He's leading off. Yeah. The Marlins have him in the lineup, so there's a chance he can chip away at that a little bit farther. At the expense of uh, John Carlos yeah, Stanton. Yeah, John Carlos Stanton getting benched. A bummer. He's hitting, I think, under 200 the last two weeks or yeah. something like that. So uh, Don Mattingly being aggressive. Uh, what's your take on this? A lot of people saying that it's uh, an equally worthy achievement. Those in Japan are crowning Ichiro the presumptive world hits leader because of playing in both leagues. Some people saying if it's not the bigs here in America, it doesn't quite count. The stats don't translate the same. Where do you guys stand on this issue, assuming he gets the four hits at some point this season? Well, you know, I, I think overall, I think about probably the, the pitching and everything that Pete Rose faced and accumulating all his hits might have been a little, bit, a little bit better than you have in Japan, to be honest with you. Um, but it's still a feat. I mean, you still got to make contact, you know, get the hits. But I think overall it's going to be it'd be a great feat by Ichiro to do that. And true, he'd have the most hits maybe of any baseball player in the world. My, but my, Pete Rose is what still. I'm, what I'm seeing people say, though, is that in addition to, I mean, you talk about the pitching being better just in general in the major leagues than in Japan. Ichiro having to face all this era of bullpen specialization and, you know, guys that are coming in for just one inning at a time. Does that change your view at all compared to what Pete Rose was going through 
infield shifts, all this kind of stuff. I, I have no frame of reference for, no. for Japanese baseball. I don't know if you ever spent any time over there to know what, what level it's at. I mean, what you would compare it to, to a minor league, uh, uh, is it AAA baseball? I don't know. I've just, I just heard the, you know, the comparisons, but not I haven't seen it. I've heard fact. between AAA and the big. It's kind of a, a it's quad A. a, a, a which yeah. makes sense when, when you see the guys that go over there and have some success. I, I think the fact that he's going to end up with 3,000 hits – as a major leaguer is incredible. It's phenomenal. Sorry, what he started at age 27. I mean, yeah, that, me, that is that I mean, is some absolutely of the, some of the years he had early in his career were phenomenal. Yeah. So here. what's more impressive to you if he ends up with this global hits record or having 3,000 starting when he was almost 30 in yeah, the big leagues alone? 3,000 hits for me is, is uh, it, that's a truly truly yes, remarkable I achievement. I mean, you, you talk about everybody that's gotten 3,000 hits. I mean, Tony Gwynn, Derek Jeter, these guys came up when they were in their very early 20s and uh, that's incredible. Some of those, what, 240 hit seasons that he had. And, and he was such an exciting oh, player to watch. Yeah. I mean, offensively, defensively. Uh, I, if you would have asked me to guess, there's no way you could have ever thought he would have got 3,000 hits to, to get there. That, yeah. That's truly impressive. I mean, and, and that's probably just coming from the American side of it. We don't really have any frame of reference of what that means. I understand why uh, Japanese baseball and their fans and their media would hail it on sure. that level. I get but, that. But, I mean, because, you know, they still compare Sadahara O. Oh, and uh, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron. And, and then uh, Barry Bonds from there is the home run king. But, I mean, you know, 3,000 hits, that's incredible. Having started, yeah, at 27. I agree. I mean, that's, that's, that's more incredible than maybe the overall world record. What he's, what he's done from the age of 27 to get 3,000 hits is, is very impressive. Let's put it out to you guys. Hashtag Padres SH. Let us know. Which one – we'll phrase it this way. Which one is more impressive to you, the 3,000 hits simply in Major League Baseball from age 27 on – or if he surpasses Pete Rose for the Japanese and Major League combined records, which one is a, a more impressive feat to you uh, from a professional baseball standpoint? Um, we have another tweet uh, here coming in from uh, Richard, G Dark Lighter. Shave? I didn't even know Mike could grow a beard. I, I mean, guys, wow. come on. That's give me true. A I, no, I wouldn't give you a break. It's a pretty good point. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment because, it, you know, I look youthful and it's good genetics and good – I'll take that. Sure. And when you, Pat when myself you, on the back as we learn at the top of the show. When, when, you throw your, when you throw your tease that. out there, I've got a big announcement about my face. You know, you've you got you to expect a little <laughs> yeah, bit coming back. You're putting, yeah. it, you're putting it front and center for sure. Um, all right, when we come back, we're going to have Nick Canepa calling in to give his weekly grades in the report cards. Speaking so, of cranky. Uh, oh, yeah, tell me about it. I can't – well, I know the grades already. Got a little sneak peek. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's typical Nick, so we'll hear from him when we come back. Before that, though, I want to remind you that all fans in attendance this Saturday, June 18th, for the 7-10 game against the Nationals, will receive a Padres fedora presented by National University. Stay after the game for an all-star game-themed fireworks show. The National Series weekend at Petco Park presented by SAIC, redefining ingenuity. Get tickets today at Padres.com. And when we come back, we'll have Nick Canepa for you. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. It's just about an hour away from first pitch between the Padres and the Marlins. The first game of a seven-game homestand for San Diego here at Petco Park. And joining us now, not in person in the AMR studio, second week in a row he's calling in on the Cholula hotline, giving his weekly grades in the report card. It's Nick Canepa. Nick, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing? Good, Nick. I was doing better earlier in the year because you actually showed up here, but, I, you know, you give these grades every week. Two weeks in a row now you're calling in. I'm giving you an F for effort for not even showing up, Nick. 
Well, it's not an F for the effort. You give me an F for not showing up, but I don't have any choice. It's a different story. Next, I'll be there next week. Oh, good. I'll be saving the seat for you. We, we like having you here in person. How did you change your face? I, I'm not. Well, you should have been watching. You're telling me you just call in. You don't watch us live. Uh, I'm not shaving until the Padres win on a Sunday. Oh Jesus! You're gonna look like Santa. <laughs> yes, yes, a, a dark-haired Santa. I'll, I'll, thank you. I think I don't know. Um, that's what's gonna happen. But uh, let, that's the week ahead. That's next Sunday. Nick, let's talk about uh, the past week. You're here to give out your grades, and we're here to chat about them. So it's, as always, offense, defense, pitching, and coaching. This is for the last week only. The team went 3-3. Three and three. So let's start with the offense. What do you give the bats? I gave the bats a C-plus this week. I think that's pretty fair. You don't, you don't think Will Myers, John Jay, no, they're scoring no, some runs, no, getting hot? I, I, no, that's, that was good. I mean, I, I, saw some, I saw some things this week that I haven't seen. But I tell you what brought, down, what brought it down a little – I thought yesterday was really weak. In Colorado against a guy who hasn't thrown before, I thought that was pretty weak yesterday. Nick, you do have well, a you do have a tendency to let whatever happened the day before you come on the show really affect your bias. memory. Yes, recency bias. Well, it was a game. They only played six. That affects eighteen percent of his uh, grade. Yeah, no, but I, th I thought the young kid Anderson. I thought he threw a pretty good ball game. Changed speeds pretty well. Got to give him a little bit of credit, you know. The Colorado yeah. pitcher, yeah, yeah. make they the major eight, league debut. They, they had eight hits. They just didn't score runs. They didn't walk. They're not getting on base. That's the biggest thing. But yeah, no, I think I think that's that's fair. They were a three and three team. They were down the middle this week. I think the offense uh, deserves a, a down the middle grade as well. Um, how about the defense, Nick? Uh, I gave the defense a D as in dog. Because that's how the defense played. Is that what you're trying to yeah, insinuate I, I there? Don't, I, I don't like the way this team has been playing defense for about the last three or four weeks. I mean, they're you know. They're 28th in the league in errors. I mean, I, uh, Ramirez, Ramirez drops double play balls. I mean, uh, you know, I, I just – it's not that it's really awful. I just – it could be better. Let's, let's put it that way. Their defense should be better than that. No, it's the shift is what it is, Nick. Don't no, do not get Nick started on the shift. We we only have uh, twenty three minutes Come left on. on the show. We're not going to start that discussion I now. Said, well, you could you could ask Randy. You ask Randy at, at this question. How many great plays does the shift take away? Oh, a lot, considerable. I agree with you one hundred percent. But it also takes away a lot of hits for the opposition, and that's oh, yeah, what the well, managers are thinking about. On both sides of it, but it, it it does take away from the great plays. It's not needed when the guy's already there. Right, exactly. Um, all right, how about the, the pitching? And this is the one grade I think, Nick, I, I disagree with you the most this week. I already got a sneak peek at him, but why don't you reveal it? I gave him right down the middle C. Now, this is why, uh, just putting some stats out here, because uh, you talk about the defense, and the defense has betrayed his pitching staff. There's a stat called FIP. It's fielding independent of pitching. So it's like ERA, but if you account for just what the pitcher does, not the defense. Yep. And they had, yes. We're going sabermetric here on the older nature guys, um, but it's basically a stat that's how good you are as a pitcher without any defense involved. Padres were the best in the majors for the past week, so that's is that right? Yes, isn't that exciting, Nick? Boy, that's, hey, that's great. I'm excited. Yeah, we're fifth. We're first place. Could you pitch or not? Hey, they're doing about as well as they could. What are they without four opening days for their opening day rotation right now? They're doing as well as they can do. Yeah. I, you know, Friedrichs. Friedrich's job yesterday was sensational. To snap up a curve like that in Colorado, yeah. I mean, that was impressive. 
That's why I'm surprised you gave them only a C. I thought maybe, you know, this deserved a little bit better. I'd buy the C. I mean, I I know where Nick's at right there. That's good because his expectations are a little bit more, and I like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're really going off of team uh, wins and losses, and if it's three and three, three as as Nick loves to do, the wins and losses. So, I mean, it's not so much about these individual uh, sections as it is uh, the results at the end. So, I I get it. I'm kind of leaning with you, Mike, but I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, he's finally rediscovering that power slider a little bit. Uh, they were writing a story about him, I think, uh, in the UT actually uh, just yesterday about it. So that is encouraging. Uh, last grade, Nick, for the coaches, you gave them an A last week. This week, not so kind. What's the grade and what's the reasoning behind it? Well, I think they have to. I think that you know, there's nothing wrong with with aggression. Aggression is great, but there are times. I mean, I'm tired of guys ending innings, running up, ending the game on a stolen base, uh, getting thrown out at the plate. I mean, there's some things I, th- I think they got to tell Myers not to slide head first in the bases when he's had a wrist problem and he's their best player. Uh, I just think they got to do a few things that uh, I, I, they got to do a few things to to tell people not to do certain things. Well, uh, hey, Dick. But I can't imagine any manager, truthfully, having having won one more game here than Andy Green has. What uh, What was the grade you gave him? A C plus. C plus. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, that's high praise from you, Nick, saying that you think no one could have done better in this situation than Andy Green. I mean, he is certainly trying the best he can with what he's got from injuries and talent and everything aside. My guy's missing like four starters. I mean, half, you know, I mean, you just can't win this way. Yeah, well, they they went 500 in the last week, and, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and obstacles right, mounting. You know, right now, like you say, when you're trying to put your starting rotation together and, and all the changes you've had to make uh, – Hey, maybe that's a start in the right direction yeah. going 3-3. Three and three. All right, Nick, uh, you got to come here in person, man. We've had uh, the phone connections. doesn't do it for us here, so you got to show up next week. Yeah, I don't know. I will be there next week. I don't know how old that phone is, Nick, but we better <laughs> get you a new one. Uh, the string, the cannon, the string. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. That's Nick Canepa on the Cholula Hotline with his weekly report card. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to step away for a sec. When we come back, we'll take a look at today's lineup. We've got people chiming in on this Ichiro uh, debate and uh, some people giving uh, Nick a little bit of a hard time for not being here today. So we'll get to that. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Now less than one hour away from first pitch as the Padres welcome the Marlins for three. After that, the Nats for four. It's a full week of baseball here at Petco Park. Uh, Nick Canepa just uh, jumped off the line with us, giving his weekly report card. Uh, Padres no-hitter tweeting at us saying, I gave... I give Nick an F for his phone connection, as right. you did there at the uh, end of the, of the segment there. That was appropriate. Yeah. Uh, well, we, he said he's going to be here next week, so hopefully in person. I mean, well, the not great, that far the to get here. The change, so what are you doing? Right, well, but at least we can hear him clearly. Last week he was in Vegas, so who knows where he's you know, calling from this week. You know, the Padres, I want them to get a blockbuster week. You know, like a six and one, yeah, six and one yeah. week, and let's see what you know Nick does. He'd have a he'd have a B minus for something. I'm sure he. Oh, would. I'm sure he. Uh, 
Um, we're talking about uh, Ichiro's in town with the Marlins, going for the 3,000 hits. He won't get this series. He's still got a while to go there, but he may get the lifetime hits record between Japan and here. And we were talking about which was more impressive to you. Uh, Brent tweeting in, definitely 3,000 hits starting at age 27. So don't forget, he missed uh, almost a decade of his prime having played in Japan. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's, a, that's a decade of 200 hits a year. Too. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean his stats are. He had a, he would have had a great shot of getting there. He really uh, would. Jellyman, Jellyman actually says the same. Ichiro had multiple 200 hit seasons when he came over. In his opinion, if he played an MLB from age 20, he would have caught Rose all within Major League Baseball with the hits. Do you uh, think? Do you think he would have done that? I think there's a great. I, I yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say that. yes. Yeah, and, you know, nothing would have made Major League Baseball happier. <laughs> than uh, knocking Pete Rose off right, that Somebody they can actually put yeah, into the Hall of Fame. And then a Padres no-hitter who's been a, a feverish tweeter for us today, uh, chiming in as well. Uh, 3,000 since age 27, without a doubt. Imagine where he'd be if he started five or six nope. years earlier. Where's Ichiro for 3,000 hits? It's like uh, 15 away? Right now he has 2,974. So he okay. has 26, 26 to, go. to go. 26 to go. That's what I, uh, what I looked up earlier. Yeah, they're, we'll they're kind of few and far between right now. Well, he's not getting a lot of starts. No. Right. So. Starting today, though. And that takes us to uh, today's chat, which is about the lineups and seeing how they match up. We already mentioned that Ichiro is leading off for the Marlins. Giancarlo Stanton is not in the lineup for the Marlins tonight. Here's who's in the lineup for the Padres. And it's presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. John Jay in center. Will Myers at first base behind him. Matt Kemp is then in right field batting third. Young Hervis Salarte will be back in the starting lineup. He got in as a pinch hitter yesterday. He's batting cleanup and playing third. Derek Norris catching Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. Melvin Upton Jr., who's been slumping pretty badly, is now down in the number seven hole playing left. Then it's Adam Rosales at second base, and Colin Ray will do the pitching tonight, batting ninth. Takes us uh, to our Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. And, Gracie, uh, you're going to be on the show tomorrow. That's the plan. Yeah. So you get a chance now to go back-to-back -back against Blooper. Wow. And uh, yesterday, Blooper did not have the opportunity to take Will Myers, which he'd taken for like a week straight. Ben Higgins beat him to it. But oh Will Myers goodness. happened to go 0 for 4 yesterday, and Matt Kemp, who Blooper did pick, went 3 for 4. So, of course, Blooper gets the point. He's now up by two touchdowns. This is incredible. 34 oh, wow. to 20. The first pick, as we already mentioned, it went to the couch yesterday, so now it goes back to Blooper today. You think he goes back before you pick Blooper? You think he goes back on the Myers train? Yep. Or you think the 0 for 4 yesterday soured him? Who knows with this guy? Blooper, who you got? Back on the Myers train. Back ah. on the Myers train. <laughs> there you go. All right, Gracie, your uh, response. Uh, I will go Derek Norris. I think he's uh, been swinging a hot, uh, hot bat lately. I like to wow. see those numbers get up. So, yeah, Derek yeah, Norris. I mean, slowly but surely, June came. and He's, he's almost up to 220. Yeah. When, when you look at where he was at, 160-something. I'm sorry, I mean, man. I would have gone with Colin Ray. Of course you would have. You would have gone with the pitcher? I just want to no. warn you, man. What, what a well, shock. Well, what a you shock are of the older pitcher. nature. So. Does, uh, <laughs> does Mike have a good record against me? Oh, oh, yeah. Grace uh, this year. Let's see where you're at. You're at 3-5 and five against Blooper this year. Yeah, it's been year. bad lately. So if you win so. tonight and you win tomorrow, you pull to 500. I need that badly. That's pretty easy. Very badly. Uh, right now, uh, everyone's kind of right there in the middle. Ben Higgins, after his loss yesterday, 5-4. and four. And uh, everyone else is just, I mean, 500 or worse. So Whew. you need to do some work on behalf of the couch. I mean, um, it won't be longer. We're gonna, we'll have Maddie do it or somebody. Cause the <laughs> couch isn't doing anything. Yeah, I wonder. It'll, it'll be like in the minors where you have a first half champion and a second half. Yes. If Blooper's up by yes. too much by the All Star I, game, I, you know we what? may no, have to end this thing we and to have start over. This, yeah. yeah, I think so. Right? What do you think about that, Blue? Absolutely not. Oh, not in favor of that. No. Don't be a baby. I'm, be, I'm killing Come on. it. 
I'm good at something. Have a little confidence. Nothing what if, what if we got you a first challenge. half like trophy, <laughs> an actual like a championship trophy or something? Would you reset it then? No, I want the trophy anyway. What'll happen? He'll agree. He'll he'll uh, let us not change it, and then the couch will come back in the yeah. second I, half, I and he'll say we should have had a oh first man. half trophy. I found something I'm good at. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> we'll keep it up, man. Good luck to you. All right, so it's Derek Norris for the couch against Will Myers again for blooper tonight, as he looks to extend uh, that seemingly insurmountable 14-point lead. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. The tweets keep coming in. We still got some more stuff to talk about, so don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. We're back here to wrap things up on Padres Social Hour. We'll be back on tomorrow, 5.30 once again, with Bob Scanlon and Mike Grace going back-to-back -back wow. to start off the week. How about Can't that? Can't wait. It's the highlight of my life so far. <laughs> you just had a kid. Well, that's You're how important Padres man. Social Hour is to me. Wow. Uh, I, I don't even know if I'd go that far, but I like to see the dedication there. Uh, no. Speaking of, now, uh, you had to come on pretty close after when your son was born yeah and you had a lot of great fans giving a lot of good advice for mike on being a first-time parent so i figured now that you're back and you yeah. know ben was out he was at his first padres game last week right you that's brought right to petco yep um so i figured now you've gotten you've gotten into the process a little bit i'm sure you have some questions since our fans were so helpful last time i want to give you those things it just judges me constantly do you so have judgment do you have any any questions any any issues any weird things you've been dealing with that you'd like to get some advice you know, on here's the thing i'll take some advice uh little guy eats great he sleeps great for most of the time there's like twice a day you know, we feed him every four hours. We're trying to keep him on a schedule. About an hour and a half before he's supposed to eat, he is just wailing, crying, just like just like blooper, basically. <laughs> and it's because he wants to eat, and it's like, should we feed him at that point, or because I mean, he doesn't have a dirty diaper? It, it's not anything else, and it's just that he's hungry early. So we we never know if we're supposed well, to feed him at that. You like time. hearing him cry? No, it's well, awful. Well, then feed him. Right. Now you? you've got to install like, some discipline and some yeah. schedule. See, I like that. You know, I wanted to throw his change up enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, between the guy who's uh, never had a kid and someone who has, yeah. maybe I don't have the best advice. But. Yeah, usually we can calm him down and, and get him to the point where he's supposed to eat at well, a certain bottle time. bottle will do it instantly. It does. Yeah. It so really does. So it's magic. Do you fix rest? It's magic. Give him the bottle. All right. So it's the... So, so we'll see, the, see what the people have to say. So it's the caving in of the feeding. All right, so Mike's going to be back on tomorrow. So tweet at us. Again, use hashtag PadresSH. <laughs> Send us all your advice on this conundrum. I, that know, I know you're giving him the bottle, so don't give me that. That Papa Grace is dealing with, and, uh, and, and we'll get to that uh, tomorrow when Mike is back, and, and we'll chat about that. You can ask Scan for his parenting <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a little closer to it than you, yeah. 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 Grandpa. He's going to say the same thing. Probably. Yeah. Hey, here – Oh, man, we've got, uh, we've got a tweet in here that Blooper actually just sent out. We mentioned that uh, Baby Grace was here at a Padres game oh, within, within the, the last week. And uh, somehow, Mike, you're a very trusting parent. You, you let Blooper take a picture with your child. And I didn't drop it. Don't call Child Protective Services. I, I, I let him. What were you thinking? I did so good, yeah. you guys. Well, when I saw his face after he held him, then I knew it was a bad choice. But, I killed uh, it. He didn't <laughs> drop him. You know? He looks like a deer in headlights, man. Look at him. I did so Blo good. Blooper does. I did so yeah. good. First I've time he's ever held, held a baby. Yep. What? No way. Yeah, first time. His whole life. In your life. Whole yeah. entire life. No, no nieces, ever, nephews. No one was ever uh, dumb enough to let me do that except for Mike. Wow. 
make it almost 30 dummy. years not holding You're a baby. Now. That's crazy. He just called you a dummy. Well, well we survived. Ben survived. It's only going to make him stronger. That, that's good parenting right strategy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, what you didn't see in that picture is Mike Grace with uh, I survived. both arms out there. I did there. good. Well, I would hope so, grown man. Um, <laughs> holding this, this newborn child. You can't prove that. <laughs> hey, quickly want to get your opinions on something because uh, I want to talk about it while it's still topical. I mentioned watching the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. That season's over now. The Penguins won. Congratulations. How I'm growing this beard inspired by the playoff beards. I also saw Sidney Crosby winning the Conn Smythe Trophy, and what they do in the NHL playoffs, they give an MVP for the whole playoffs. Whereas here in baseball, it's like a World Series MVP or the NLCS MVP. You guys like that idea? If baseball did a whole playoffs MVP? Or do you like having it for the separate series? I actually like it. I think it's, uh, I think it's more fair. I think you'll have a pitcher that might get two starts and, and do something really special. But somebody can make a bigger impact throughout the entire playoffs than you can in one series. Especially when you have the short series to start. Yeah. I mean, I think the, you, could, you could add one more. One more trophy. Why not, for the right? Entire, you know. I'd be cool with a World Series one. Get rid of the LCS if you do the whole playoff one. Have uh, an entire playoff trophy and then just a World yeah. Series specific one. I like that, right? I'd be good. Some Sterling more Hitchcock says, how dare you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who would, uh, speaking of uh, past playoff performers, who would you name it after if we had a full playoff thing? Whoa. I've got my idea. I've got my suggestion. Reggie? Reggie Jackson? That's not bad. I Mr. mean, October. Mr. October. I was going to go Yogi Berra. Okay. Won well, 10 you, World Series. You, you can't go wrong with yeah. either one, to be right? honest. I figured just the guy who's been the most successful in the postseason. There you it's go. It's a good one to name it after, right? You, you, you thought I'd pick a pitcher, didn't you? I was thinking no, you'd lean I, that I, way, I, yeah. I, no? No, no. It's got to be a guy that plays every day. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, all right, again, we're back on tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. with Bob Scanlon and Mike Grace. Get those, those parenting advice. Get it in because Mike will be waiting with bated breath to see what the Padres Social Hour universe has to say. And Randy couldn't care less about their parenting advice, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you guys both. Thank you, Christian Friedrich and Nick Canepa. And Blue for a good job today. And thanks, Thank you. everyone, for watching. This is Padres Social Hour.